0: It is time for our official 2023 Pittsburgh Pirates and MLB predictions here on the Locked On Pirates podcast. All of that and more on today's show. You are Locked On Pirates, your daily Pittsburgh Pirates podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome back to that Pirates Podcast, everybody. My name is Ethan Smith. Of course, your host of the Locked On Pirates Podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team, your Pittsburgh Pirates, every single day. And I hope that the mic quality is a little bit better. It's sitting right here in front of me, so hopefully we're sounding a lot better today than we have in the past. I made the purchase for you guys and myself to make this podcast better. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. More on them later. We also have three wonderful advertisers today for our 2023 prediction show. And I've held off on these for a while, as most people have, for lots of reasons. One, because the Harleen Garcia injury could possibly change how people think about things. There's a lot of things that could change about how people make their predictions on the Pittsburgh Pirates and what this team is going to look like in 2023. Now, I've kind of hinted at it over the last couple of weeks about a ton of different things. One being that this team is going to hit over 68 and a half wins per Fandals, uh over under win total. I also feel like this team has a chance to flirt with 500 baseball and be a very competitive baseball team every single series this year. And we're not going to see those series like we saw last year where we were giving up 27 runs and being outscored 27 to 10 because there's a lot of improvements that have been made to this baseball team. You're looking at the pitching staff that I talked about a lot this offseason with Mitch Keller, who looks a lot better. Rolante Contreras is probably going to take the next step, but let's see what he can do in a full season as a starter. Then you have veteran Rich Hill. You have JT Brubaker, who has looked absolutely phenomenal. So far in spring, you have Vince Velasquez, who a little bit shaky this spring, but they're going to give him every opportunity to start out there. If he doesn't start, he moves to the bullpen. You have Johan Oviedo, you have Luis Ortiz, you have Quinn Priester, you have Mike Burrows, you have guys waiting in the wings for this rotation that already appears to be a mid-level rotation that could be a plus for this team, as I talked about earlier this week. Then you look at the bullpen. I think a lot of it boils down to how this bullpen stays health-wise. You look at a guy like David Bednar, who got hurt last year. We're going to see what he does this year. He had a very, very good outing uh, in the World Baseball Classic Final and throughout the entire tournament. He was very good. He was one of those guys that you had to be proud of to be a Pittsburgh Pirate fan and see him on the biggest stage. Dwayne Underwood Jr. also had a pretty big tournament as well, being a part of that perfect game that he was a part of for his country. So the bullpen is going to be a big part of this too. Then you move to the lineup where you have the usual suspects. You have Key Brian Hayes, who's looked a lot better with his bat this spring. You have O'Neill Cruz, who I feel is going to take a big next step. You still have Brian Reynolds on this roster as your best hitter probably still. You have Jack Sawinski, who could possibly take the next step with that power element. You bring in Carlos Santana. You bring in G-Man Choi. You bring in Andrew McCutcheon, who's going to come back home to play for the Pittsburgh Pirates this year. You bring in Austin Hedges, who's not going to give you a lot of offensive value, but he's going to bring in a lot of defensive value. So these are all things that you guys have heard. You know, Andy Rodriguez is going to come up at some point and put a spark into this team. You know, there's going to be prospects abound once again, but where does this team fit record-wise? Where do they fit in the certain mold of, the NL Central, because you guys saw the episode that I had where I said, how does this team stack up in the NL Central? And the more and more I thought about it position-wise, this team really does a good job stacking up against the NL Central. Obviously, they're they're beat in most areas by St. Louis or Milwaukee, but they're not dead last like they have been the last couple of years. So when you're looking at how the Pirates are going to stack up record-wise You've heard Gary mention it. You've heard me mention it. You've heard it been mentioned a million times that it would have been nice for this year to still be the old scheduling format where you play the NL Central a little bit more because of the fact of how weak the division is. But I also don't think that's going to affect it way too much for the Pittsburgh Pirates. I think that Mitch Keller, Contreras, and that pitching staff are going to keep them in a lot of games. Now, the bullpen again, is my biggest scare. I'm not sure if the bullpen is going to be able to come in and supplement what the starters are able to do, but I would like to see five or six innings from all the starters on most days. Obviously, every starter is going to have a bad day. They're going to have a bad outing. It's not going to happen every single time that they play, but more often than not, I want to see these starters go five or six innings, give the Pirates very good outings so that the offense can do things that are very good so that the bullpen can come into games with leads rather than playing from behind. All of those positives. Now, do the Pirates finish better than the Cincinnati Reds? I would bet yes. Do they finish better than the Chicago Cubs? That's a bit of a coin flip. If Milwaukee blows everything up, do they finish better than the Brewers? I think that's also coin flip territory. I think realistically, the only team that you can really say is going to be better than the Pittsburgh Pirates in 2023 in the division is the St. Louis Cardinals. That's like the only given that you have from this division. Now, obviously, I think Milwaukee, even if they do trade Burns, Woodruff, Peralta and a lot of their stars, I do think that they'll have enough of a lead on Pittsburgh to still finish ahead of them. It'll kind of be like a uh, Brooklyn Nets thing if you watch basketball with how the Brooklyn Nets moved on from Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, but they still had a very good record when they moved on from them. That's something that I could see the Brewers do, like be like five games, maybe even 10 games over 500, and still move on from Corbin Burns and some of those pitchers. So that's something that I could see too. But predictions-wise for this Pirates team, I do think that they're going to get off to a hot start this year. I think they're going to be over 500 um, by the end of April which the season starts March 30th, so I could say, oh, they're going to be over 500 in the month of March. Well, yeah, they play two games against the Cincinnati Reds. I would bet on that all day. But I do think that this team has a real shot to be over 500 at the end of the month of April. Now, obviously, the beginning of the month is a little bit easier than the end of the month, but we're not going to get the breakdowns of the entire schedule here. But I do think that they'll come back down to earth a bit through the middle of the year, like we've seen the past couple of years, where this team is kind of giving us thoughts that they could be a wild card competitor, which I think they can also do this year. But I do think it'll trickle off at some point. This is also pending injury. This is pending a lot of different factors that happen over an MLB season. These are just predictions. Now, as far as we're talking about wins, this is where I was torn the most because I don't I guess being a Pirates fan, you guys always praise my optimism. You guys praise the fact that I come on here and I have a happy tone about the Pittsburgh Pirates more often than not. I'm very optimistic about what I'm seeing overall from this team. The whole nine yards. It's just hard for me to put this team and pen them down as a 77, 78 win team just because I'm so accustomed to everything going wrong as a Pittsburgh Pirates fan, as most of you probably are too. So initially, when I had this show ready to go, I had the Pirates at 78-84, and which is something that would be leaps and bounds to this rebuild. I mean, if they win 78 games, 2024 is going to be very fun if they win that many games. But the more and more I thought about it, you are going to have those starts from Vince Velasquez, who's kind of an unknown In the beginning of the year, at least. You're going to have Rolandi Contreras pitching for his entire first year, and I think it really all boils down to the pitching. I know some people would say it boils down to how the offense plays. I think the offense has enough firepower now to where it's going to at least play three to four times a week rather than one or two times a week. So I'm kind of dead set now on 74 wins. I feel like 74 and 88 is like a very very good number for this team in terms of where I think they can finish. Now, 74 and 88 is my official prediction just based off of past occurrences, based off of the possibility of injury, based off of the uh, some of the unknowns with the bullpen, based off of the fact that we don't really know what we're getting from Vince Velasquez. We don't know how Ruanji Contreras is going to perform in a full year. There are questions abound about those kind of things. And are we going to get the offensive output that we're expecting from some of these players that we brought in? So 74 and 88 is where I really settle. But I would say if we're going to put the Pirates in like a range group of where they're going to win games, 70 to 78, I think 70 is probably Floor 78 is probably their ceiling. That's what I would say personally. That's what I would expect personally from this team. I think they have the horses to do it. They have the MLB talent to do it. It's something that I think they're fully capable of, and I think the Pittsburgh Pirates are going to be just fine with finishing around that point because then leading into 2024, it's going to lead to good things. I think you're going to see more spending if they have that kind of season. But I implore you, to understand that this team can one cannot lose 100 games again, and two, 78 wins would be an absolute mega win for this Pirates franchise if they can get to that win mark, because that would just be a ginormous improvement. But I do think the Pirates improve by at least 10 games or more. I think they have a good enough team to do so, and 74 and 88 is my official prediction leave yours in the comments leave it on twitter when you guys see this linked to the episode as well and we have a ton of sponsors today we have game time we have ultimate baseball gm and we have Fanduel. first i'm going to tell you of course about the wonderful people over at ultimate baseball gm please download this app and have fun with it i'm really geeked out By our new partner and sponsor of today's episode, the mobile game Ultimate Baseball GM. Have you ever dreamed of becoming an MLB general manager and managing your professional baseball franchise? Well, your dream can come true, and this game is definitely for you. Manage every strategic aspect of your team, play through the season, and lead your team to glory. You're responsible for hiring the right coaches and staff, managing team finances, navigating your franchise through free agency, scouting and drafting players, and all the ups and downs of a season. All of this in a challenging and realistic game world. I feel like I'm better than a lot of the Locked On hosts that have been playing it. I've gotten pretty far. I've gotten 15 out of the 25 seasons in, and I've been having a good time. I had an over 500 record as a general manager, and I was very, very much enjoying it. Plus, you can play it offline, and you can play it whenever you feel like it's always there waiting for you. So Locked On Pirates listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo Locked On in the game store. So make sure to check it out. To download the game, just visit probaseballgm.com. Scan the code or look it up on the app stores. That's probaseballgm.com. Ultimate Baseball GM. Start your dynasty today. Today's episode is also brought to you by GameTime. GameTime, of course, is your one-stop shop for tickets. Download the GameTime app today and use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first tickets. Of course, buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. And they have killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. As you heard me talk about yesterday, I went to the Steelers-Falcons game and Steelers-Panthers game this year, needed tickets last minute, and I got them through game time. Forget planning months in advance. GameTime has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. Snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off. And download Game Time today with last minute tickets, your lowest price guaranteed. Thank you, of course, to our wonderful sponsors of Game Time and Ultimate Baseball GM. They are sponsoring today's 2023 prediction show where I have the Pirates finishing 74 and 88 on the season. Sorry, guys, had something in there. 74 and 88 is where I have the Pirates finishing. I think that's a good sweet spot for the range that I put them in. It's pretty much the middle of 70 and 78 wins. That's where I think they're going to get to. Now, shifting in the predictions here, who is going to be the Pirates' best hitter this year? Now, the last couple of years, and even possibly this year, your easy answer was Brian Reynolds, because Brian Reynolds has no doubt been the best hitter on this Pittsburgh Pirates team for quite some time. And he more than likely will be this year, but there are players on this roster that can fend for that. Um, O'Neal Cruz comes to mind immediately. O'Neill Cruz, of course showcased what he could do last year with the bat. I think it's only going to continue to get better. I think he's going to bring the strikeout numbers down. I think the home run numbers are going to go up. (coughs) Excuse me. And I really think that he's going to just have a better approach at the plate. Now, When I say the strikeout numbers are going to go down, obviously I know that O'Neill Cruz is the kind of player that you're just going to have to live with it. It's one of those things where he's going to probably give you 30 home runs a year and potentially 20 to 30 stolen bases a year, but he's also going to strike out a lot, and it's just how you're going to have to get used to it, but those 30 home runs and 20 stolen bases a year are going to be very valuable to this team. Now, Key Brian Hayes, I don't think his bat will elevate enough to put him into the best hitter on the team conversation, I don't think I want to include guys like Carlos Santana and G-Man Choi either. Andy Rodriguez is a sneaky pick for being the best hitter on this team as well. It just really all depends on when he comes up. If he comes up earlier, I think you could include him in that because Andy Rodriguez, man, he is a phenomenal hitter. He's going to to get to the plate, and he's going to get hits when he comes up here. He is a major league-ready player. He just so happens to be in a place where minor league players sit, to get uh, that super two status and get that extra year of eligibility. It's just how it works. But I still think best hitter wise, I'm going to go with Brian Reynolds. Still, I do think that last year was kind of an albatross to what we're used to from Brian Reynolds, especially that first half of the year. But if you look at the second half of the year, his OPS was like top five in the national league. He was hitting home runs like crazy. We all remember the uh, three home run game against the Washington nationals. He just, Felt more like Brian Reynolds as the season trickled on. And then, of course, over the offseason, the trade request that I put in air quotes happened. But he's still here. He's going to likely be playing left field, which is where he started his career. So I think that will also kind of give him a comfortability at the plate as well, knowing that defensively he's going to be just fine. I think Brian Reynolds has the chance to be an all-star again this year. I think he's going to slash around the 285 to 295 range in average bump the OPS and the slugging how you want to bump it. I think his um, on-base percentage is also going to be very good. And I think that he's just going to be an anchor for some of these guys that are looking to improve offensively, like a Rodolfo Castro, like a Jack Sawinski, eventually an Andy Rodriguez, a Wan Bay, Kanan Smith and Jigba, a Travis Swaggerty even. I do think that those are the guys that are going to be looking up to Brian Reynolds as an offensive player, and I think Brian Reynolds is going to definitely be up to the task for that. And you're going to see a Brian Reynolds that you're more accustomed to. I think you're going to see something closer to 2021 Brian Reynolds than you're going to see 2022 Brian Reynolds. And if anything, you're going to see something closer to second half 2022 Brian Reynolds. So Brian Reynolds is my vote for best hitter of on the team for 2023 prediction wise. Then you shift the pitching. And I don't want to include a bullpen arm. But if I had to, it would be Bednar, but there's a lot of question marks around Bednar after his injury that he sustained last year. So then that breaks it down to you about who's going to be the best pitcher on this roster. And it gets interesting, because Rowanzi, you want to see him take the next step. I think he takes the next step. I think he's going to do just fine. Rich Hill, I think, is a trade candidate, so I don't want to include him. JT Brubaker very well could end up being the best pitcher consistently on the staff. But I'm going to give the nod to Mitch Keller, man. He's looked phenomenal in spring. He looked really good last year in a year that was really almost make or break for him, sadly, in terms of where he's been. And I talked about Mitch Keller last week. I talked about how much it probably means to him to be named the opening day starter. I talked about the things that he's went through for being called a bust to struggling to getting sent down to triple a and coming back up and getting set back down again and just not figuring it out last year. It seemed like he started to figure it out. We remember last year before the season started, we got those crazy bullpen videos where he was throwing 101 miles per hour. And that meant something in terms of the fact that his velocity was up. He wasn't throwing like that consistently, but more importantly, I think his command finally caught up to him in the talent level that we expected when Mitch Keller was first a top 100 prospect in all of Major League Baseball, finally caught up to Mitch Keller. And I think that he's going to use a strong spring and a strong 2022 to come into 2023. And on opening day, I think he needs to have a very good opening day start because I think it could be a precursor for him for the entire month of April for him to get off to a good start I think means way more than we all expect it does. And if I'm talking about predictions for as far as where he's going to sit ERA-wise, he's going to be a sub-4 ERA guy, be it 3.99 or 3.29. He's going to be somewhere in that range of 3 to 4. You're not going to see the Mitch Keller of old who was in the five fives on his career with a lot of walks and hardly any strikeouts. Mitch Keller right now in spring, is one of only two players to have 20 strikeouts and one walker less. The other is Garrett Cole. So that puts Mitch Keller in some very good company in spring training this year. And I think that's something that he can also use to elevate his game. And not only that, he has pitchers in the pitching staff that are going to help him elevate his game. He has his running mate in Rolanti Contreras. He has a good veteran in Rich Hill. He has a I'd call consistent veteran in JT Brubaker, and he has Vince Velasquez or whoever they have eventually supplement in there, like Johan Oviedo, Luis Ortiz, or whoever they want to put in there. But I do think you're going to see a Mitch Keller this year that we have never seen before, and it's going to be a very good Mitch Keller. So best hitter, I think, goes to Brian Reynolds again, and best pitcher, I think, goes to Mitch Keller. An award that you can also – a prediction award you could also – make an argument that he would have won last year as the pitcher on this team with the way the starting pitching staff was. But I think this year it'll be a much better look for him to be the best pitcher on this team rather than it was last year. Now, those are my Pirates predictions, everybody. I think the team goes 74-88. I think Brian Reynolds is your best hitter. I think Mitch Keller is your best pitcher. And honestly, best prospect, I think we all know. I think it's going to be Eddie Rodriguez. I think that's just in the cards. I think the honorable mention there would be Travis Swaggerty if he takes what he's done in spring into the regular season. But before we get into my official playoff predictions and World Series predictions, I want to let you guys know about the wonderful people over at FanDuel. Of course, FanDuel makes every moment more at FanDuel.com slash locked on. The tournament is heating up, and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. That's because right now FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. So just go to FanDuel.com and sign up today to claim your no-sweat first bet. Then you can wager on everything from the money line to point spreads to which team will be cutting down the nets at the end of the tourney in Houston. All on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So don't miss your shot at a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. When you join FanDuel.com today, just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up and make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the Locked On podcast network now when you're talking predictions for major league baseball overall we've already had some big things that have kind of shook up how people are thinking about this going into the year you look at reese hoskins yesterday who apparently is going to have to have uh acl surgery big hit for the phillies big hit you look at Edwin Diaz in the World Baseball Classic, likely not playing this year for the New York Mets. Big hit. You look at Gavin Lux for the LA Dodgers getting hurt. Huge hit. So there's been things that have happened already. Jose Altuve in, Houston getting, or, uh, in the WBC getting hurt for Houston. It's another one. But when you look at how this is going to shake out, there's some givens here. I would say if we're if we're talking as generalized baseball fans, there's givens here. And I'll start with the National League. The Cardinals are going to win the NL Central. I think we all know that we're going to talk about that on Tuesday with all the NL Central hosts. You'll get that show on Tuesday. It's going to be really fun. I think the Cardinals win it. Now, are they going to be a juggernaut division winner? No, they're going to be the third place division winner. You can make the argument that a team in the NL Central won't win 90 games. So I think the Cardinals win the NL Central and are the only team to make it out of the playoffs in the NL Central. I don't I don't think Milwaukee can do it. I think Milwaukee is going to move on from their pieces and they're going to take a, a downturn. I don't think the Cubs added enough to think about being a playoff contender, but you never really know. But I do think the Cardinals are the one given here as a team that's going to win their division. Then you move to the NL West where – the Dodgers are going to be the Dodgers still. Their pitching staff is still insane. You have your Urias, you have Bueller, Kershaw, Dustin May is coming back. They're, I mean, they they have the horses. I also believe they added Noah Syndergaard in the offseason. They have the horses to still be a very good product. San Diego, on the other hand, adds Xander Bogarts on top of getting Fernando Tatis Jr. back from suspension. I think San Diego wins the NL West this year. I think the Padres have a better team than the Los Angeles Dodgers. I think they have a better roster overall than the Los Angeles Dodgers, and I think they're just going to play better baseball than the Los Angeles Dodgers. With that said, I think the Dodgers are a wild card team. So there's three of your playoff teams already: the San Diego Padres, the LA Dodgers, and the St. Louis Cardinals. I think the Dodgers are also going to be the last wild card or the uh, first wild card. By the way, I think they're going to be the top-seeded wild card, so they would face off against St. Louis in the first round. But then you move to the NL East, which I feel in the NL is the biggest kind of back-and-forth between the three teams because there's three teams fighting for it, the Nationals and the Marlins. The Marlins have a chance to be good just because of their pitching staff, but I don't think they're going to be good enough to compete with the three-headed monster that they have to deal with in the NL East. You look at the Phillies. They bring in Trey Turner. They already have a very good team. They're going to be just fine. I think they're going to be the last wild card, but they're going to be just fine. They are they have a very solid roster in Kyle Schwarber, Trey Turner, Nicholas Castellanos, all that. They have that roster. They have the pitching staff in Arenola. They're going to be fine. But I do think the injury to Reese Hoskins pegs them down a bit, so I think they are the third wild card making whoever finishes, uh, finishes second in the NL East the second wild card behind the Dodgers. And I think that's going to be the Mets. I think Edwin Diaz being hurt is going to cost them a couple of games that they sh- they would have rather won if Edwin Diaz was not injured. And I just think the Atlanta Braves have the best roster in the NL East and in the National League, period. I think they really do. So then that moves me to my predictions where Atlanta would have, Atlanta would have a bye, San Diego would have a bye. So we would have Dodgers and Cardinals in round one, and then we would have Phillies and Braves in uh, the wild card. Or not the Braves, the Mets. I think the Mets beat the Phillies to get that very important playoff victory that they desperately need. And I think the Dodgers beat the Cardinals. So we move on there where the Mets would be playing the uh Braves and the Padres will be playing the Dodgers in what I think would be awesome for baseball, two divisional matchups in the NLDS. I think the Padres handle the LA Dodgers. I think the Braves handle the Mets. We get a Padres-Braves-NLCS. And I'm going to pick the Padres to beat the Braves, man. I know the Braves, like I just said, have the better of the rosters, but I do think the Padres are going to get to the World Series out of the National League. I think Soto, Bogarts, Tatis Jr., Machado, are going to do phenomenal things for that lineup. I think the pitching staff is going to hold up as well. I think the bullpen is going to be very good for San Diego. So I have San Diego coming out of the National League to play in the World Series. You move to the American League. Guys, I'm going to be flat out honest with you. The exact seeding that it was last year, I think is going to be the exact seeding it was this year. I I truly think that. I think the Yankees are still going to win the AL East. The Guardians are going to win the AL Central. And the Astros are going to win the AL West, and you are going to see Toronto, Tampa Bay, or well, you are going to see Toronto, Tampa Bay, and I can't think. Toronto, Tampa Bay, and um, why can't I think of the other team? Oh, Seattle, there we go. I think that's your wild card. Uh, We're just going to cut to the chase here. I think Seattle is going to take a massive jump. I also think Toronto is going to take a massive jump, but that would also mean they play each other again. So, which would suck because I want to see both of them play in the uh, ALCS. But I think Toronto is going to get past Seattle this year. I think Toronto has a very good roster to do this as well. That's where I get with it. And I think you're going to see Houston and Toronto in the ALCS. And I'm going to pick Toronto to get there where we get a very fun series between the Toronto Blue Jays and the San Diego Padres. But San Diego fans, stand up. I think you guys are winning the World Series this year. I think A.J. Preller and his crazy moves that he's made over the past couple of years that have basically saved his job are going to eventually pay off for him, and I think they pay off in 2023 with Juan Soto or Manny Machado being your World Series MVP. I think that series would go seven games against Toronto. I think it would be absolutely phenomenal for baseball for that to be the World Series. And, guys, those are my official 2023 Locked On Pirates predictions for the 2023 season. Let me know what you think about them in the comments section. Let me know what you think about them on Twitter at MVP underscore Ethan or at Locked On Pirates. I hope the mic quality was also good as well. By the way, we will have Gary on on Monday for our final spring training thoughts before the regular season kicks off. On Tuesday, you're getting the NL Central preview. Wednesday, you're getting a Locked On Reds crossover. And of course, Thursday, you're getting Craig for opening day. Guys, have a phenomenal rest of your Friday. My name is Ethan Smith, your host of the Locked On Pirates podcast, where it's your team, your Pirates every day, and I will see you on the flip side.